0: Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine.
1: And I'm Opal.
0: And this week we watched uh, 2014 uh, Good Night, Mommy, uh, written and directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fjella. Uh And that's starring Suzanne West, Elias Schwartz, and Lucas Schwartz. Yes, yes. Um, but before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to this week? We saw a few different movies. Yeah, we started off with a Barbarian rewatch because it's, yeah. on, it's on streaming now.
1: You liked it a little bit more on the second time.
0: Yes, I thought it was better on a revisit. Um, I still liked it a lot. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because my overwhelming feeling coming out of it on the first watch was that like the back like half didn't really grab me, but on revisit. It knowing kind of what to expect. It never actually lost me. I kept wondering, like, is this going to be the moment where it loses me? And no, I'm like still in it, and I'm kind of just still in it. And then the movie ends, and it's like, okay.
1: You can't have unmet expectations if you already know what you're expecting.
0: Exactly. So I think the movie uh, uh did well uh, with like proper expectation setting. Yeah um that's good that's good kind of you know i i think like it's totally fine for people to have a totally different appraisal of a movie on a rewatch than they had oh, yeah. from the previous watch i do that all the time it's um,
1: kind of why you do it for a lot of movies
0: yeah uh i think like one of the biggest ones for me is like i didn't like mad max fury road the first time i watched it mm. um something about like almost all of the dialogue being adr yard made it feel like really stinted to me i was at like that point in my movie appraisal career where if like nothing really happened in the plot i didn't like the movie uh, you just have
1: a weird ear for adr <laughs> I do. I've found this out about you.
0: Yeah, I I definitely, like, now, like, we'll watch, like, a, a reality show, and I'll, like, call it out as we're watching. I'll be like, oh. Well, in oh,
1: reality TV, it's really obvious and silly, because they're, like, splicing people's sentences together, <laughs> like, yeah. just completely making up a new sentence, but yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know what it is. Something about the just, like, disjointed nature of it just, like, completely takes me out of whatever I'm watching, um... But I think, like, when I come back into something with, like, a, a better, like, idea of what I'm getting into and I can kind of just enjoy the movie, I tend to just like it more. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I understand that.
0: But then there are definitely, like, kind of plot-heavy movies that I dislike on, on rewatch because I'm just like, it just doesn't grab me the way it did the first yeah. time. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, this is why we have a watchability rating.
1: We do. We do.
0: Um... Next, we watched Scanners.
1: Scanners? It's a movie where nothing in that movie affects anything else in the world. Basically, nothing happens in that movie, but I still think it's a crazy movie. Things
0: happen in the movie.
1: Well, it's psychic
0: infighting.
1: It's about psychic (laughs) infighting and, like, the greater world at large... Does not have to be aware of the psychic infighting.
0: Scanners is this really interesting movie where I like see the bones of like other movies that I've watched from like the 80s that just like have kind of fallen out of the culture a little bit. Like I watched that movie and it reminds me of like... The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, which is, like, one of my mom's favorite movies, which is also, like, a goofy fucking movie.
1: Yeah.
0: That one's about aliens, not about psychic stuff, but it's uh, it's got, like, a similar, like, thing going on. Um, I think the really thing that sold it for me was just I loved Patrick McGuhan in it as the Doctor. Yeah. And, of course, Michael Ironside as, Michael like, the Ironside villain. Michael Ironside is the best, I is was gonna just, say. just, like, fantastic. Yeah, um, he's a great villain. One of the, like... Like, I feel like it's one of the l- less Cronenberg-y movies of his that we've watched. Like there's,
1: Basically save for the finale.
0: There's stuff in it that's very Cronenberg-y. Um, and it's, like, more Cronenberg-y than something like The Dead Zone, which is an adaptation, right? But, like... Right. Uh, definitely, like, doesn't have too much of his, like, uh, flair and, like, writing to it. But I really still liked it.
1: I disagree. I kind of think, like, the... The characters' relationships to each other, and like the, the web of different like groups of people, like having their weird like infights and stuff. I kind of see that in different movies that he makes here.
0: No, that that makes sense to me. Um, I think like, um, there's always factions. There are always factions in his movies. He does love a faction. (laughs) Um. you know, but like the f- the the main character like didn't really like I don't I don't love him as a guy. He's just like a shitty guy. He's um, a weirdo. It's a weirdo movie for weirdos. Uh, the thing is,
1: I don't think there's anything in the middle, but I love the beginning and the end. They blow their best effect in the first 10 minutes of the movie. If you, if you just want to see a guy's head blow up in the best way you've ever seen, just turn it off after that point. It happens in, like, the first 12 minutes or something. I was amazed. But I like the ending.
0: That that just, like, comes, like, right at the gate. Like, you're like, I know, okay. I know, I didn't...
1: I hadn't seen it before, but I knew about that. I didn't realize it was just in the beginning.
0: Like, in my mind, that's, like, the Scanners scene. So I feel
1: like they should be doing that the whole time. So like, if you can do that, why wouldn't you do that? I,
0: I was expecting, like, there to be, like, a really, like, big build-up and, like, fallout from that scene. But it's really just, like, the scene no. happens and then the movie keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Whoever that guy was. I, yeah. I didn't know him.
0: Um, but I, I liked it. Um. I think, like, it's definitely, like, uh, it's it's in, like, the kind of They Live sphere. Uh, and I like They Live. I think that's a better movie than Scanners. But I, yes. still, I still enjoyed it. Um, I definitely, like, recommend it. I think, like, if you're a little uh, creeped out by the Cronenberg body horror stuff, this is maybe a good one of his to watch. Because there's not as much of it.
1: Mm. There's more
0: other stuff going on in, like, a normal movie kind of way.
1: I guess so. I feel like there are other Cronenberg's I would suggest first, though.
0: Sure, uh, but it was a decent one, and then we closed it out with a new movie—the one everyone's talking about. You probably already know this. Uh, yeah, we watched *Skin Weird, weird movie. <laughs> uh, I guess like my my like um, pitch for *Skin is that it is a very stylistic horror movie. Um, if
1: you're already into horror stuff, you've already heard of this. You probably don't need a you probably don't even need us to pitch it to you
0: well, I guess I just want people to kind of expect like you're gonna watch the first ten minutes of the movie and you're gonna go so are they gonna do this for the whole movie and the answer is yes, yes. um if you go in expecting what it is, which is a kind of
1: weird, slow artsy
0: like a thing this movie does yeah, is there are no characters in this movie uh there are like uh people that are that are there um and there's like a tiny tiny bit of character development but for the most part like there's no real like character building um they eschew a lot of like easy to recognize uh like storytelling in film techniques to just like
1: yeah, I mean, um, the two main characters are children and you don't really know anything about them. Just like they're children, right? They're yeah. they're like a four and a six year old. Yeah. That's kinda all you really need for the setup of the movie and just how it is.
0: Um It's just I think there's a lot of um people who are used to like this is the way that movies are supposed to work, who might like run into this movie and go, There's nothing movie about this movie. Um, it's more like uh uh
1: It's more of an experience.
0: Yeah. um, I think it works. I think like it hits exactly what it's going for. And I appreciate some movie just doing something a little bit weird, even if it is like too on its bullshit, maybe. It is
1: very on its bullshit, but I will say this. If you're into weird, amateur, analog horror stuff on YouTube, this is going to be exactly for you. Yeah, that's
0: exactly this movie. Um,
1: Which sometimes I like, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, for me, the nice thing about movies is that movies can be anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Movies don't just have to be, like...
1: I'm really happy that people are going and seeing it. Like, it's a very cheaply made movie, and it's very weird and different, and...
0: Yeah. Like, Uh, I like that.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Technically, 4 and 2, it's a Canadian movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, like, title is based off of a children's song that's, like, popular in Canada. Uh, It's not overwhelmingly
1: Canadian in any way, though.
0: No. um, I I guess just, like, I I am happy that, like, there's so many horror movies that are just the same. Yeah. They're just doing something that you've seen before in, like, a slightly new package with, like, a slightly new spin to it, and it's got, you know, maybe a little bit of of directorial flair. This movie is all flair. Um, There's almost, like, no like movie in it but i like the flair i think it's fun i I think like um
1: i think it's got some good scares in it like we i haven't even like talked about this like how scary it is but i i've noticed a lot of other people saying that they had very physical reactions to it and i did too and that really surprised me i did not expect to be as scared as I was, because not a lot of stuff really, like, gets to me that way anymore. But, like, my hands were sweating, I didn't want to look, I was, like, dreading what was coming up, and I don't know if it's just, like, the subject matter of, like, these kids being, like, really lost and scared, and it being, like, this kind of kid's nightmare, and me kind of, like, having unresolved anxiety of, like, being a scared kid, maybe that's (laughs) it. I think it's, like, honing in on that, but I was kind of terrified of it.
0: It's a movie that knows that um, if you put a scene in the dark and then you do a slow pan to something and then you do a fast pan to something else, that freaks people out. Um, and that's, you know, that's fucking filmmaking. Um, it is almost entirely visual. There's other stuff going on, but a lot of it, you just got to, it, it, it just trusts you to pay attention yeah um and it either holds your attention or it doesn't and that's kind of i think
1: it's gonna work for some people but not others yeah. but for those it is working for it is really working hard for yeah so i think that's something really special so yeah we got to mention that
0: i guess just like it it maybe isn't like technically perfect or anything but i like that just something weird and different is, like, out there and yeah, somewhat yeah. successful or effective at what it's doing. That's uh, what I'm saying, you know? Because, you know, there's a million, to, Even like, if it's a swing movies. and a miss,
1: like, I'm glad you took the swing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but with that. With that, I guess let's get into our film.
1: Uh, guten Nacht, Mama.
0: Yes, this is an Austrian movie. Uh, our first Austrian film.
1: I guess, um, is it our first European movie? Like, subtitled movie?
0: Uh, it might. For the podcast, yeah, it might be. Um, I'm, like, going through the Rolodex in my head. Um, first, like, maybe, not first foreign language, maybe even? Uh, yeah, this is our first foreign language movie which uh,
1: I didn't think through because you have to take notes and it's going to be subtitled.
0: Yeah, uh, Suspiria is technically our first European movie, but that's all dubbed over. Yes. Um Yeah, the so the directors are an aunt nephew duo.
1: That's fascinating to me.
0: Uh I guess uh, Veronica's husband is also a filmmaker, um and it was produced like the movie was produced partially through his like production group that he has. Yeah. Um, it got like a big festival run and then a oh, fairly yeah. successful release. This
1: strikes me as a big festival movie for yeah. sure.
0: Uh, kind of a cult movie. Uh,
1: we have seen her other movie or their other movie. Yeah,
0: so this duo has also gone on to make The Lodge. Um, which we've seen
1: another terrifying kids movie. I think they're just terrified by children, which yeah. is completely normal. These
0: are definitely both uh, kid-fearing movies. <laughs> Um,
1: maybe that one even more. Yeah. Right now.
0: Um, this one is interesting, just in terms of its like historical uh place, because there aren't a lot of like successful Austrian horror movies. No. Um, even like I
1: think this is the one I know of.
0: Even just like German language broadly, um, it's not something that's like uh, a big like part of their industry. Um, this was kind of an indie movie. Um, kind of yeah, coming up out of the festival circuit and then uh, succeeding there. Has, has its bones there you know like her her husband also I'm, has like festival movies i'm certain
1: i've seen another german horror movie yet, like german language but i i can't think of any off the top of my head
0: yeah i mean there there are some it's just not um it's not like a big part of their film culture the way it is in maybe other areas right. um so that that's a little bit interesting um, it is one of those um, movies that, uh, one of those European horror uh, kind of cult films where it's getting, uh, or has got actually, an American remake uh, last year. Oh,
1: God. I just found this out when I was looking it up. And when I was researching it, because I hadn't heard that they were doing a remake at all, but that doesn't surprise me. I don't know why. I don't know why they (laughs) felt the need to do this. This And it got uh... really, really bad reviews, and the synopsis sounds stupid. Like, they changed a bunch of stupid things. It's just stupid.
0: Yeah, this is a, a movie that you've never heard of because it's just an Amazon movie, which those movies don't get no, any press for a reason. No, those aren't real they're not, movies. They're not real movies. Um, it stars Naomi Watts. Um, It's supposed to be, yeah, really bad. Um, really bad. I'm not surprised no. that it's bad. Um, no, of course not. You, you look at the like history of like uh, English language remakes of popular foreign horror films, and like it's already a bad track record. And then you look at, like, the specific stuff this movie is going for, and it's like, oh, yeah, of, of course the remake's terrible. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: Related articles in the Wikipedia, The Uninvited, which I <laughs> we got halfway through before I realized, hey, is this just a tale of two sisters? <laughs> and I didn't even know that before I put it on.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, um, and then even just, like, outside of the general, like, english language remakes of foreign horror movies generally being bad um this one also like it's bullshit is like specifically uh tuned where like if it's remade um all of the stuff that is kind of redeeming about it is like stripped away immediately Uh, yeah
1: we don't do that like i
0: already have mixed feelings about this movie i think we both do we'll kind of get into it um but like any kind of like uh uh prevailing you know uh uh good stuff about it is exactly the kind of stuff that gets pulled out in an american remake yeah like the
1: weird artsy european stuff like no no way they're gonna do that in a in a remake
0: yeah Yeah. um also just like some of the specificity of it is i think really like important um in, in a way that like You're going to lose that when you adapt it because it's going to be in a different setting, right? Yeah. Um, They're going to, and I think like the most important thing is they're just going to make so much of this stuff that is specifically left unsaid and make it explicit in a way that sucks.
1: Yeah, obviously, Um, because Americans are stupid. (laughs)
0: The the American film industry is like built on expecting the general audience to not fucking understand anything. I think they're Um, right.
1: I think <laughs> I think a lot of people don't understand, <laughs> but
0: I mean this this kind of like attitude towards movies has been like produced, right? I know, like, yeah. The, the idea that like what a movie is is like you have to you have to baby the audience into everything, and you can't suggest anything, and everything needs to be explicit is like a very like uh, particular American sort of thing, yeah. And it comes through in like every remake pretty hard, um, and I think like. Some of the best stuff in this movie is the nuance stuff. The stuff that's unsaid. The stuff that you imagine in your head. Yes. um, Is like the good part of it. Um,
1: There aren't a lot of, you know, lines. There's not a lot of script to it. Like, there aren't a lot of words said out loud.
0: And I think it's the thing that like... If you put it on paper. It's the thing that like horror movies, like the reason I like horror movies is they're really good at implying something. And getting all of the things in your head to kind of go um, and kind of fill in the blanks for you. I think that's a big reason I like Skinemarink is because it's it's definitely doing that. It's like the stuff that you can imagine in your head that's going to happen is going to be probably worse than the stuff that it actually shows you. I feel Um, like
1: maybe that's this is going to be like weirdly philosophical, but I think that. Feelings like fear and dread are kind of seldom concrete. It's yeah. just kind of a vague feeling you get. Yeah. So once you start saying stuff out loud,
0: once you start over-explaining it, it's like
1: you you don't feel anything. You, yeah. Anymore. You
0: lose all the mystery and the the nuance of it. So. Yeah. Um. I guess just like to kind of uh, sum up our intro to the movie, it is about um. A mother comes home to her uh to her kids. Uh, there's been some family trauma and, um, that continues.
1: <laughs> yeah. In ways. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so we'll just, uh, get into our summary now. I think it's, it's a good time. I think that's yeah. enough preamble. Great time. Great time. Great time. Great time. Okay. Uh, so are we open on some very Austrian looking carolers? <laughs> Uh, you just
1: say that because they look like they're from the sound they're, of music. They're
0: wearing lederhosen. <laughs> yes. Like, come on. Uh, but quickly we transition to uh, you called this children of the corn. It's two boys running through <laughs> a cornfield. They are children in the corn. Uh, uh, one of the boys who we focus on, he kind of stops for a second. And then he gets tackled by his twin brother who's wearing a uh, scary mask. They're like playing some kind of game of tag here. Um, their names are Lucas and Elias. Uh,
1: I think their names should be Lucas and Ness. Good for you. Because they look the same, but we'll find out they have different powers.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, they walk about the woods. Um, they live on like this kind of remote, kind of Austrian farm situation, or like whatever. Um, they come to like an abandoned bridge tunnel and wander inside, like they're in a Stephen King book. <laughs> um,
1: Children of the Corn, obviously.
0: Next, they're uh, playing on the lake. Uh, One of the boys doesn't uh, come up for air at the appropriate time. Um, But then uh, mom's car pulls up and they head inside. Um, We see the inside of this house, which is like a new agey, fancy schmancy European house. Um, I
1: I wanted to describe it as suspiciously chic. Like, she's got a lot of chic items. Like, it's, she's got, like, a dress form with nothing on it and eight-foot pictures of blurry women.
0: Everything looks like something... All the furniture looks like something that's really expensive that you can only find in an Ikea.
1: It looks like an Ikea. It really yeah. does.
0: Um, it's, like, the expensive area. Like, the the really high-end version of an Ikea. Um, mom's head is wrapped in bandages, uh, which kind of spooks the boys, um... It's implied that she's had, just had cosmetic surgery. Um, I
1: think that's what it is.
0: But there's also, apparently, we learn, kind of been an accident. So we're not sure exactly what the timeline is.
1: I think it is just cosmetic surgery.
0: Yeah. Um, She uh, very quickly tells the boys that, hey, you're wearing dirty clothes from playing outside, so go take a bath, um, which they do. Uh, They engage in some horseplay. Uh, they, start,
1: they start slapping each other with wet gloves, which <laughs> I said was a boy activity.
0: That's right. Uh, Lucas and Mom seem to have a strained relationship. Uh, she refuses to address him and doesn't cook him dinner.
1: Yeah, she she only acknowledges one of the twins.
0: Yeah, she will only acknowledge uh, Elias. Um, next, they play Heads Up, like the game where you put the, the card uh, on top of your head and you guess who you are. Uh, I never played this. Uh, I know this mostly from the film *Inglorious Bastards*, That's funny. <laughs> where they play it. Yeah. Um, uh, the kids, like as a joke, give mom herself, um, which she fails to guess. Um, we learn that she's kind of a famous newscaster. Um, yeah,
1: this is an interesting way to give context about her. Yeah. Because they just start describing her in this game, which yeah. is, I, I think is kind of fun.
0: Also, like very quickly, the mood seems like pretty bad
1: weirdly tense yeah Yeah.
0: um they play some more games i think they're playing concentration uh at one point um the boys go to uh, brush their teeth and play with their uh cockroaches in their terrarium
1: they have too many cockroaches i was like are they breeding these how do you get so many at once
0: yeah uh too many um they're like playing on their iPad before bed, but mom comes and like grabs it out of their hands. And she's like, Hey, I got to give you a talking to, uh, you know, I'm just back from the hospital. Uh, I need my rest. I can't have any sunlight. Uh, there can't be any like noise. You can't have any visitors and you can't bring any animals inside. I think
1: this is a very 2010s kid core movie because they've got angry bird sweatpants and (laughs) they're playing on their iPhone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you
1: think the remake should have Among Us?
0: Oh one hundred percent. Uh that's that's even thematically good I know for reasons I was we'll say, get into that's the joke. Um that night the brothers muse together that uh their mother does not seem like herself. Um or uh, since she's back from the operation, and they play like a recorded lullaby of her voice, like singing a song.
1: Probably something she left for them before well, she went to left. the hospital, yeah. yeah
0: um uh that night one of the boys uh sneaks a peek at uh mom as she's like taking her bandages off to like apply skincare stuff to her face um she almost spots him but he, he runs off
1: yeah we never see her face in recovery
0: at, at this point already like a lot of the visual booking is kind of showing that the mom is like a little bit scary She's a little bit of a... She, she,
1: I mean, yeah. She she doesn't look like their mom anymore. She doesn't act like their mom anymore. So yeah. it's
0: um,
1: getting weird for them.
0: Yeah. Um, the next day, they play out in the rain and do various boy activities like <laughs> belch back and forth. I
1: know. They do so many just boy TM activities. Little
0: boy things. Yeah. Uh, rowdy rough boys shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: later they start slapping the shit out of each other, which I think is funny. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, The doorbell rings, so uh, Elias has to go wake Mom, but uh, he loses his nerve. Um, After he, like, leaves her room, uh, Mom uh, resumes munching on a candy bar that she had, uh, revealing that she's been awake the whole time that he was trying to wake her. She was just it looks like, like
1: wood. It looks like a block <laughs> of wood.
0: She was just like trying to get her her beauty rest basically and is not like fully exhausted and sleeping Listen, through everything.
1: I'm willing to bet this is a normal parent thing. <laughs> Sometimes Listen, you
0: just want to sleep. That one thing that's gonna happen in this movie is a mom is gonna do a lot of things that could seem innocuous, but that the movie is going to frame as like somewhat sinister and like <laughs> potentially evil. Yes. Um <laughs> and this is just one of them. Uh, they get, like, the groceries delivered, and it's like a suspicious amount of groceries.
1: Uh, Maybe just because... She I doesn't mean, want to
0: go out because she's she had a major operation. She doesn't want to fix some
1: food because she's had a lo- an operation. But also, the concerning thing is, she has only ordered them frozen pizzas and sausages.
0: That's right. Um, We get some more scenes of the boys playing outside, and the mom vamping inside... <laughs> Uh she's like
1: She's like looking at her boobs in the mirror like yeah. am I still good? <laughs>
0: am I still beautiful? <laughs> uh the boys find a cat trapped inside an ossuary and bring it home. If you don't know what an ossuary is, I don't even know if this is one for sure, but it's right by the it's local hole graveyard. It's a bones in it. And it's just a hole in the ground with a bunch of bones, crazy. Uh, a bunch of human bones. Europe um, is
1: fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Kind of against the uh, mom's uh, instructions, they bring the cat home and hide it under their bed.
1: It's kind of a old scrunkly cat.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because they show the cat in the ossuary and it's like clearly sick because it's been trapped in there. Yeah. Um, but then they have it at home and it looks like perfectly healthy. All of a sudden, it's just a cat actor looking all cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit chunky, but I think um, that may be a difference between like a. A prop that they had and them wanting to have an actual cat An actual cat,
0: yeah. Um,
1: It looks like an older cat, though,
0: to me. uh, Mom comes into their room and searches through all their stuff.
1: As we know, no cat will ever be okay in a horror movie unless you were watching Alien.
0: Yes, Uh, this cat showed up and we were immediately like, oh, rip. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. Um,
1: Dogs, it's 50-50. Cats, you're fucking gone.
0: Uh, when one of the boys acts up, uh, Mom pins him down to the bed and kind of... She gets,
1: she gets rough with him.
0: Uh, yeah. It's kind of
1: uncomfortable.
0: Th- this is one of the first things that she does that is, like, out- Actually, outright, like, ooh, I don't like yeah. this. You know, like, everything else has been, like, kind of explainable up to this point. Like, she's recovering from an operation. Yeah. There's, like, this implied missing dad figure that maybe she's dealing with. Um. You know.
1: Yeah, because I think they go through a photo album at some point and it's only um, pictures of them married that are gone. Pictures of him.
0: Yeah. Um, and also, you know, these two little, like, uh, European boys are, like, doing shit all the yeah. time. You know, they're breaking the rules. They're they're acting out. Um, I mean,
1: they're, I would say they're probably, like, 12 or 13 or something. They're at the age where they would miss him, probably.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, but this is the first, like, kind of thing she does where it's like, oh, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it's I don't care how I don't care how bad of a day you're having. Like, you don't, like, manhandle your no, kid like that. No, it's
1: pretty severe.
0: Um. Uh, one of the boys dreams about mom uh, walking naked through the woods and then writhing her head around supernaturally.
1: She does, like, the Saw Adobe Premiere, <laughs> like, blurry head freak out thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um... So, uh, the boys uh, sneak into her room at night and put one of their uh, pet cockroaches into her mouth while she's sleeping.
1: Not something you do with a pet.
0: No. Or to anyone. (laughs) Or to anyone. (laughs) Um, She doesn't wake up, though. Yeah, this is fucked up. Uh,
1: It kind of just goes in there.
0: Yeah. Um, While looking through, uh, as previously mentioned, old photo album, the boys find that, yeah, all the pictures of her with, uh, their dad are yeah. missing
1: i forget if that was earlier or later
0: uh and then they also find a picture of their mom with a woman who looks just like her
1: i mean they're two blonde skinny ladies wearing the same clothes <laughs> with
0: sunglasses they're, on. they're two european blonde women I who could say if they actually look the same Can't or... <laughs> tell them apart. yeah um at this point the kids uh kind of steal their mom's laptop for a minute and do a Google search of her name and find that their house is for sale, uh, which is (laughs) a little concerning.
1: If she's like a public figure, anything could come up, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is another case where like... Unless this is
1: a reputable website, which I don't know.
0: (laughs) This is another case, like, well, part part of it, it's like this is all in like German, so I can't, I don't know exactly what I'm looking at. But... um. This is another case where it's, like, you could read this as an innocuous thing. Right. Right? It could just be, like, they just move. here's an old listing from the house or whatever, and maybe it's not even active anymore, yeah. you know? Um,
1: I love, um, they go through all the house pictures. They just look like production pictures, you know? Yeah. But it looks like an Airbnb. It, it does. looks like the most nutso <laughs> Airbnb you're never gonna stay at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um... Uh, at this point, they decide that they're going to sneak a walkie-talkie under her bed to spy on her.
1: It's a baby monitor.
0: A baby monitor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they uh, discover that their cat has gone missing. Um, while they're doing chores, they overhear their mom making an ominous phone call. <laughs> uh, another thing that's like could just be totally innocuous. I didn't write down the dialogue here, but she says something that like if you read into it. With a, a suspicious tone, you could see how, like, maybe she's right. talking about some devious plan or something well, like
1: that. Well, it's a phone call that makes more sense if you know what's going on. Right. Um, um, but I I also hated this as a kid, just, like, when someone in your family is, like, talking about you in the other room and yeah. you can just fully hear it.
0: Yeah, it's like,
1: hey. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh they find their cat uh dead in the basements. Um
1: Yeah. It doesn't I mean, it's not violent or anything. It it just kinda looks like it crawled somewhere and died like yeah. um sick animals do. They
0: they take this to mean that uh their mom has killed the cat. Um yeah. but it could very well be that like this cat was sick when they found it and it just crawled into the basement and died, right? Yeah. So um in retaliation for their perceived uh this uh, is crazy (laughs) this is the first time where they're like really i mean the cockroach thing is already like it's already pretty crazy um they um take all their cockroaches out of their terrarium fill it up with water and then dump the dead cat in there and display it in the living room it's like a
1: gruesome uh bio-specimen or something.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's a horrible art project. I know, it know? does
1: like a, like a terrible, like, art piece. Yeah.
0: Um, especially, like, displayed in this, like, fancy European I know. living room. Like, what right? is she <laughs>
1: supposed to think of this?
0: Um, she sees this and is freaked out by it, um, but then quickly, like, goes and grabs the jar of cockroaches from their room and starts dumping them into the water to drown them.
1: That's also crazy thing to do
0: yeah um which killing animals yeah killing their animals so the boys run out and they're like hey stop it and she's like hey you have to clean this up
1: um i hope those cockroaches are okay
0: yeah like Uh, i know
1: they use like a.
0: they probably use props for this scene right i
1: i know that they use giant hissing cockroaches which is what these are for movies a lot because they're you know kind of big and gnarly and they're kind of like semi-trainable yeah
0: so they're also pretty harmless
1: yeah i mean completely harmless
0: yeah i'm Um, just a
1: bug person though so i I empathize with the (laughs) bugs a little bit yeah
0: um the kids announce that uh this woman is not their mother and she uh slaps Elias in the face
1: yeah
0: um ugly they're like hey you know to prove that you're our mom show us your birthmark and she's like uh gets really mad and she drags Elias into his room and berates and bullies him uh, behind the door as the other kid listens. Um, and she says, don't talk to your brother anymore. Yeah. Uh, which is really Which rough. is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the next scene, Lucas comforts Elias um, in the room. Uh, they play fight. <laughs> uh, uh, they just start hitting each other. Slapping each other in the face and, like, punching each other in the chest. Um, and they craft weapons?
1: Yeah, they are... Making, uh, I don't know if so, they just they made this themselves. Just uh, this this crossbow. So, so they
0: have a crossbow that shoots little like plunger darts. Um, but they
1: start making wooden
0: ones. Yeah, they so they take the plunger off of the dart and they whittle the wooden part down into a point. So it's like a bolt.
1: Yeah, scary. <laughs>
0: um. Uh, and they are locked in the room by their mom. Um, they like listen to her on the baby monitor. Um, And pray for their real mom to come back. Sad, Um, yeah. That night they are guarding the door in shifts with the crossbow.
1: They're doing Um, it with an egg timer, which is like an hour at a time. And I think this is highly inefficient.
0: For real, yeah. You do it
1: like five hours at a time or something, right? Or like ten. Something something where you actually get sleep. Get
0: sleep, yeah. Um, But I have to say, like, at, at this point, like, at this point, like, what the movie has shown you, right, is that this woman is becoming, like, physically violent towards her kids. And, yeah, they are overreacting in, like, a kid way by, like, Home Alone crafting weapons and stuff it like is, that.
1: They are beginning the Home aloneing process. Yeah.
0: Um, but it does seem like, you know, if you're kind of, like, trying to read this seriously, like, this is pretty dire. Right? Like, they're being, like, locked in their room. Uh, they're, you know there there is some stuff going on here it's
1: also it's it's something you could say that a parent would do to punish a child like i don't really believe in a lot of punishment but there are a lot of parents that do and i think that's feasible in a way like you could say that a parent would do this
0: yeah i we're like always constantly like towing the border between a normal thing that a parent would do in like a a time of weakness and like just like actual abuse and it's like always right up to that line and since we're kind of like forced to be on the kids side at this point like it is
1: from their perspective
0: like they we get tons of scenes of them being kids of them playing together of them having fun we only ever see the mom when she's like vamping or we don't know, know her normal yeah we don't know what she's they keep saying like oh our mom would never do this like the mom we know wouldn't be like this towards us we never see that
1: yeah we have to believe it because it is from their perspective
0: right um uh one of them dreams about uh, cutting mom open and finding cockroaches crawling inside of her
1: because you wouldn't stop feeding them to her (laughs)
0: um uh and the next day uh they cut their hair identically and wear the same clothes to uh so
1: she can't tell them apart right I thought twins did this anyway. I thought they did creepy shit just on purpose all the time.
0: (laughs) Um, Mom comes to their uh, locked door and seems to kind of apologize. Um, But of course, like, from the kid's perspective, it's still potentially menacing, right? Like, they don't trust it. Um, They unbarricade the door, which they've done, uh, and find that she's no longer wearing uh, the bandages anymore.
1: They do do, uh, relent because she sounds nicer.
0: Yeah, but I have to say, like, if it's gotten to the point where your kids are so scared of you, they're barricading their door, like... It's not good. Uh, just doing, like, a, oh, let's be friends now is not sufficient. <laughs> like, that's no, not... No, not
1: quite. There needs yeah. to be uh, some work.
0: Yeah. Um, She kind of gives them a boomerang as a present, and they're like, oh, can we, like, go outside to play with it? And she's like, uh, I guess, sure. And then as soon as they get to the front door, they shove her down <laughs> into the ground and run away into the woods. Um next we get some scenes of them kind of wandering. Uh they like encounter a farmer doing a controlled burn at one point. Yeah. Um and they kind of wander into the nearby town. Um, this is
1: a strange lost European town from time where there is a single <laughs> accordion man accordioning down the street and
0: and like doing some kind of whale singing
1: who is this for is this an
0: austrian (laughs) thing are austrian countryside towns just like this
1: i googled austrian accordion man and i didn't find anything about this (laughs) cultural practice i'm completely serious i'm like who is that guy
0: um the kids go to the local church uh and call the priest who then um Drives them back home rather than take them to the police station like they asked. Yeah. Um,
1: Not nice of him.
0: Uh, you, I gotta say, like, at this point...
1: We don't like, know what they told him, though.
0: So we we don't. But also, like, um, you know, this is playing on a lot of cultural signifiers to get you to be like... If kids are getting to the point where they are running away from home and want to report their parent to the police... Um, And barricading the door to get away from her.
1: You should probably... That's
0: that's the kind of thing where you don't just drive them home. You know? That you call... You know, in in, in America, they would call Child Protective Services, you know? I
1: mean, in, like, small communities like this, where you kind of stick together and know each other, like, way too well. Like, I could see this being different. I don't know. But it doesn't
0: seem like they really know this guy, either. No,
1: I don't know how far this is. I don't know how far they went. But he seems to know her.
0: Yeah, so they they get home, um, and Mom kind of, like, mollifies the priest. She's like, I'm just having a tough time. Um, which, you know, um, if I was the priest, even if I knew her, I would want more of an explanation than that. Um, like, the boys are literally, like, trying to lock themselves into the car so that they cannot be returned to her. Yeah. You know? He um,
1: wrangles them out of the car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, they uh, run into the house and kind of sneak off. Uh, She uh, cries in her room. Uh, And then that...
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That checks out.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then that night, the boys sneak in. Um, And in the morning, Mom wakes up, and she's been tied to the bed. Um, The boys are wearing their scary hide-and-seek masks and interrogating her. Um, But she refuses to kind of play ball with them. Like, they... No,
1: she's just like, what? Let me go.
0: Yeah, um, they're, you know, saying, like, you're not our real mom. Like, you need to prove that you are or you need to explain to us where our real mom is. And she's just like, well, you should just untie me. This Um, is
1: when the movie just becomes hostile.
0: Yeah, because um, they go and they look through her laptop and they find a video of her with brown eyes. Uh, Seemingly, like, the kind of video you would upload to, like, a dating profile online or something like that. To me, it's like, um... Maybe like a work thing. It
1: smacks of like an audition to me. Yeah, Because she's like a TV person. She's
0: a broadcaster, right? She's like a semi-famous. So maybe she's doing that. Um, And they like confront her like, hey, you have blue eyes. But she explains like, oh, it's colored contacts. I have them in the bathroom, uh, which they find. Uh, At this point, the boys uh, argue amongst themselves about whether or not they're going to believe her. Uh, I mean,
1: green to blue isn't like... That dramatic. Do you really need colored context?
0: Uh, brown to blue, but...
1: I mean, it doesn't look like brown wh- in the video. Why
0: would you have them? Like, it it, d- it does seem odd, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I,
1: Eli- can't, I can't uh, judge. <laughs>
0: uh, Elias throws a glass of water on Mom's face, uh, and she tries to kind of plead with him when she realizes that uh, it's Elias. Um, he... <laughs> Then, as kind of like a fuck you, plays her the video that she took of her berating him and um, like humiliating him earlier in the movie, um, as like a you know not good enough lady. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. What do you think about <laughs> this? Like, he's Phoenix, right? And he's presenting this item. To
0: well, her. I mean, like, it's kind of his way of saying like you've you've gone too far. Like,
1: he. I think he does say like. My mom wouldn't do this.
0: Yeah, like he's not going to you can't just keep asserting that you're the parent and you have authority over me when you're treating me this way. And that's that's kind of like um what he's doing. Um it, it is worth noting in this scene, she never like really admits to any fault or tries to cooperate them with them at any point. Um she's just like, hey, like these ties you put on my hands hurt. You need to let me go. Uh, at one point she's like, hey, if you let me go, I'll make you breakfast. Which is just, like, not the way, like, there's not a, a right way to handle being tied no. up in a room. Um, but this is, like, clearly, like, not what the boys want from her, right? Yeah, she also um,
1: may just be scared and it's hard to get, like, a concise, like, apology or your feelings out when you're just like, hey, let me go, hey, let me go, please let me go, God, please let me go, right. you know.
0: But, like, clearly they, they would let her go i think if she like acknowledged their concerns in a serious way or like it's a it's you want to believe that right mm. but that she she does she refuses to do that um uh she kind of convinces elias to start untying her but lucas comes in and points out that uh her mold that she has is actually drawn on and the water that they splashed on her face is causing it to yeah. go away um they wipe her mole off. Yeah. Um, she explains that, like, oh, well, you know, moles are dangerous, so the hospital removed it. She um, also
1: got, like, a facial surgery, so... It... So,
0: yeah, it's it's definitely, like, you don't know, right? Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, okay, may- maybe the hospital really did, but this is not what the boys want to hear, yeah. <laughs> right? They, they want to hear that you're lying about this to us. Um, but...
1: I, I've always been so confused by people who, people who draw on a mole who don't have a mole.
0: Yeah, it's like, like what's I used, the point?
1: I used to know a principal that would do that. I don't know why.
0: I mean if you used to have a mole, is it just to be like oh, I Hey, don't I'm have still this me, anymore? I still have
1: a mole. <laughs> yeah. You know me for my mole.
0: I'm not an imposter, I still have my mole, look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Instead of just being like, I don't have a mole anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um they ask her to admit that she's lying, and when she won't, um, they burn her face with a magnifying glass, like you would burn an ant.
1: Yeah, that's uh, very painful. Yeah,
0: now now they're full-on torturing her. Um, they, like, duct tape her mouth shut. Um, so that no one can hear her scream. Yeah. Um, outside they pray to, like, a Jesus statue for the return of their mom. Um.
1: Very religious movie. They are very into the yes, Jesus thing.
0: A 100%. Yeah, these, there are multiple scenes of these kids, like, praying. They have a cross on the wall. It's, like, a big part of, of yeah. their, their whole thing. Um, the... Red Cross come by asking for donations and these are like Fucking busybody. The, I was just gonna say these are the nosiest fucking busybody Red Cross donation people I've ever they, seen. They go
1: in their house.
0: They don't they they don't just fully go in the house. They They start going upstairs. They just open the door when nobody comes to the door. And they're like, oh, it's unlocked, somebody must be home. And then they just walk in and then they start fully like going upstairs to see if anybody's upstairs. Like, this is how you see someone spreading their cheeks upstairs. (laughs) It's like if somebody did this in America, they would be shot with a gun. That's what I said. These (laughs) Europeans are brave. Like, is this just a European thing? Um, But uh, they'll do anything
1: for that uh, $10, (laughs) I tell you.
0: Uh, but before they can, you know, discover mom upstairs, the the boys uh, kind of distract them uh, and bring them back downstairs and tell them to wait. Um, eventually, to get them to leave, because it seems like they're just kind of hanging around. They
1: are going to wait forever for this woman. Yeah, they're. And
0: her- they're like oh is your mom home yet no oh what, will she be back soon and they're like uh kinda and they're like okay we'll just wait in your fucking kitchen We're
1: death just- <laughs> penalty what
0: is wrong with you <laughs> i'm gonna execute these people uh so yeah they're just like drinking a glass of water at the kitchen table and one of the boys is like just goes and like grabs a bank note for mom's purse and is like here just take this and leave
1: she always gives us a about it's good yeah
0: they're like hey this seems like a lot of money But then their uh, Red Cross greed (laughs) quickly. They're uh, like, okay. All right, we won't ask too many questions. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just as they leave, Mom finally gets the duct tape loose and starts screaming for help.
1: See, when you have duct tape on your mouth, you just got to start licking. Licking, You got to start, like...
0: (laughs) Introduce moisture. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, like tongue that thing like your life depends on it.
0: So the boys are like, okay, well, we have a new solution. We're going to super glue your lips shut. Nightmare nightmare
1: <laughs> that's usually my bit where i'm just like nightmare <laughs> but i've i've gotten super glue on my fingers before it is no joke
0: at this point i was like viscerally like uncomfortable and i just started kind of laughing just to try and like get myself like oh jesus um next to them, they're like cutting links of wire in the basement and it's like hey what are you gonna do with that? Yeah, these little, Why are you doing that? These little
1: boys start getting <laughs> tools.
0: Yeah, um, they uh, microwave some of the frozen pizza, um, but they can't feed it to mom because her mouth is glued shut. So they decide they're gonna cut her lips open with scissors.
1: Yeah, like um, like suturing scissors. Y- yeah, like they've got a curve to the end.
0: Uh, uh her. Uh, lips, like, rip Explode open. in blood. And a bunch of blood just seeps out, and she wets herself. Um, because you would. Uh, yeah. Um, at this point, they, like, wedge her mouth open and floss her teeth?
1: I don't know what this is. They put, like, a stick in her mouth, and they start, like, Twisting it around? I like, don't know what this is. Are they
0: doing, like, tooth torture to her? Or are they just, like, cleaning what... her teeth?
1: <laughs> they're not cleaning <laughs> her teeth.
0: Because <laughs> they were flossing earlier in the movie.
1: Yeah, that's relevant to what's going on right now. I don't, I don't know
0: what the scene is. Anyway, I don't know
1: what they're doing.
0: Um, She convinces them that, like, hey, you gotta, like, cut me loose so I can pee. And so we can, like, clean the sheets and everything. Um, So they do that.
1: Because they don't want to do it. Yeah Because they're fucking layabouts
0: <laughs> Um She Uh Finds a moment to like Throw a blanket at them And try and make a run for it Out of the house Only to get Home alone By a tripwire Yeah She
1: gets home alone Fully But like um, actually What Kevin would be like her... And she gets brained On the pavement
0: You see her head Bounce yeah. Off of the pavement Ugh, it's, it's like bad. Again Like I didn't know What else to do But laugh <laughs> Because it was like Holy shit Um uh, she, uh, wakes up, uh, tied to the ground in the living room, and Elias is setting things on fire now. She's,
1: she's not tied to the ground. She is super glued to the floor. <laughs> oh
0: my god. I didn't even realize.
1: Um. See, I think you could wiggle out of your clothes.
0: But also her hair
1: is too, though. I was like, oh. yeah.
0: Um, at this point, the central twist of the movie is revealed. Uh, mom is like. She's talking to Elias and she's like, okay, I'll play along. I'll pretend that Lucas is alive and he didn't die in an accident. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. Whoa,
1: no way. And
0: I'll talk to him again like you want me to and I'll make him breakfast and I'll, I'll dress you again I can be your mom again and it can be okay. Um, uh, and as, a, as like a test, uh, Lucas is like, well, I'm going to set the curtain on fire unless you can tell me what I'm doing. Uh, but mom... Can't see him.
1: No, he, because, because Lucas he's not doesn't real. Exist. He doesn't
0: exist. So Elias uh, sets the curtain on fire and burns the house down with mom yeah, he inside. Helps, he has
1: to help his brother do this because he doesn't exist. Yeah, because he doesn't exist. Yeah.
0: yeah, he like grabs the candle from his hand and then burns the curtain yeah. himself. So, um, the firefighters arrive, but it is too late.
1: Yeah, he, we see her engulfed.
0: Yeah, um, and we uh conclude with Elias and Lucas uh wandering through the cornfields again just like the intro and uh their mother comes out to meet them and they all stand together like a like a happy family and we roll the credits
1: yeah they're all together again yeah yeah
0: uh implied that maybe they're all dead now or now maybe well, Elias is hallucinating both, both of, of them, them. Yeah. right um it's uh I have mixed feelings about this movie. So do I. Um,
1: I had mixed feelings on my first watch, and I have doubly mixed feelings on my second one.
0: Yeah, so I didn't know what the twist was going in. You did.
1: Which, it shows its hand... In my opinion, very early.
0: Um, Yeah, like in my summary, you'll notice a million times I say one of the boys does this because they're twins. You can't tell them apart unless there's a line of dialogue saying Elias does this or Lucas is doing that. You don't know, but like it's very easy to go back.
1: But she's only interacting with one one of them and you actually see lucas die at the beginning of the movie and like
0: potentially like there would have to be some missed time there for that to be true but yes you could definitely read it that way um it's one of those movies where like it really wants to like uh totally blow your mind with this twist and like literally every scene uh which
1: maybe it would if you've never seen a movie before that has done (laughs) this yet
0: the thing yeah the thing is like okay um, because
1: we're we're talking around it, this is going to spoil another movie, but I think that that movie is still strong, even if you know the twist um this is a tale of two sisters.
0: Yeah, it's it's the same kind. It, of... Even if
1: you know what happens in that movie, watch it anyway. It's still good.
0: Yeah, it's but the same. It's, it's the same twist. It's the same twist. It's twins. One of them isn't real. You you know the twist at the end is that one of the twins is you know suffering some they're, kind they're of not, psychosis. They're not and, twins in Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, they're not twins. They're just yeah, sisters. They're yeah, just they're but, sisters. But one of the one of the siblings is suffering some kind of form of psychosis, and that's you know uh, making them.
1: It, it's definitely so because there's. Uh, an evil mother involved who is seemingly bad to the other sibling but we find out that they are not there
0: so this is kind of my my core problem with this movie um and it is that what this movie wants you to think and what the movie really tries hard to set up is that all of these innocuous scenes where the mom is uh doing something supposedly evil um, it's
1: fully explainable.
0: It's fully explainable, and she's not actually doing something that bad if you think about it. And Except
1: act- for the, I mean,
0: but the, she she gets very rough with them and mean the, with them. The problem that I have is she actually does, like, hurt her child physically, like, and belittle and bully them. And, like, that's a bridge too far for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, To where, like, even though I know the twist, like, in this moment where the mom is, like, burning and dying, like, I didn't find myself feeling any like sympathy for her because like yeah it's a horrible tragedy right like obviously like this shouldn't have happened right like the kid uh, is having delusions and and killed his mom um which is terrible and tortured his mom um when she didn't necessarily like quote unquote do anything wrong but she did do things wrong like you know um and this is the kind of thing where like you look at the movie and it's like how did things get to this point How did we get to the point where Elias is having delusions that his brother Lucas is still alive and having conversations with him every day and all of his thoughts are mediated by Lucas still being there and her, she's like going off to get cosmetic surgery and not dealing with it. Yeah,
1: because the, there's no way this just started. It's no. been going on for a while. No,
0: like, it's and it's clear in the dialogue at the end that, that like... That it's still happening. She yeah. does
1: things like, it's still happening. Yeah,
0: like, I'll go back to playing along and pretending that Lucas is still alive and didn't die. Right? So, um... So, there had
1: to be a lot happening for this to happen this right. way.
0: So, so I, I think, like, the thing that emotionally the movie wants to do to you is say...
1: Well, don't you feel stupid?
0: Well, don't you feel yeah. so sorry for this for this woman? And it's like, well, well, no movie. <laughs> like based on what you've shown me, like I feel bad for the family. I feel bad for the situation. But like, I feel bad that both of these people have chosen to be terrible to each other, um, because that's what they're doing, right? Like, Elias is reading into everything his mom does negatively in order to justify him being terrible to her, um, and she is not being a good parent, and those interact and there's a tragedy, right? Um, That's the story. So the twist doesn't exactly work for me because that was already true leading up to the twist. And, like, I don't necessarily feel like Elias is somehow, like, more compromised when it's revealed that he's having delusions because he's a traumatized kid. It's not his fault that he's, you know, that this stuff is happening, right? So...
1: Well... We can say it's his fault he burns his mom to death yes no it's
0: a, he he makes the choice to 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 hurt his mom obviously but like the i don't I don't necessarily like um I don't see him as like this 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 uh uh horrible villain I see it as like a kid who's had this horrible thing happen and deals with it in a very bad way and is not supported by any of the adults who are supposed to look out for him and a tragedy happens right so you know, um, maybe I'm not supposed to read it so squeaky clean. Maybe it's supposed to be, um, as messy as it is, but it just makes it hard to kind of, um, have a satisfying feeling at the end of the movie. Like, it just kind of feels like, you know, um, yeah, this, this, this bad thing happened to these, to this family. This ultimately, like, avoidable thing has happened, um, Which, you know, and I don't think, at the end of the day, I don't think the twist is that great. No. Like, all of the scenes, like, yeah, like, the scenes are recontextualized by one of the twins not being real. But not really. (laughs) Like, they're... Not enough. Like, not enough. Like, there are all of those ambiguous scenes where it's like, maybe the mom is doing something bad and it seems, like, less bad in retrospect. Like, it's basically just that in every scene. And, uh, yeah, and all of the things that happen are explainable with only one of the kids being there. Yeah. Um, so the twist like doesn't actually end up going anywhere for me and it doesn't radically alter my perception of the movie. So it's almost like not a twist. Like, yes, it's a twist, but it's, it's, it's lacking that kind of like emotional catharsis at the end of the movie um, that I think it like thinks it's delivering. Um, so that's kind of ultimately my, my, problem with it um
1: yeah so my issue is i have seen this movie before right i already know what the twist is right every scene has a different meaning now the movie kind of becomes about nothing it becomes about (laughs) two children murdering their mother that's right. all the movie is about at yes. that point uh,
0: on rewatch all well, of these I scenes are. I,
1: I keep saying this on accident it's about one child murdering their <laughs> right
0: mother. right I, like on rewatch all of the meaning of these scenes is stripped out and it just becomes the same scene over and over again yeah it's the boy has delusions that, i don't i don't that... feel that
1: it's particularly clever or adds much to a rewatch and even then in the first rewatch i was just like or the first watch through I was like, well, I've seen this before. I'm terribly underwhelmed.
0: Yeah. Um like all of the scenes just fold into the same kind of emotional beat which is the boy has delusions that lead him to read a innocuous but framed negatively thing about his mom into justification to murder her and then he murders her. And that's yeah, that, the whole that's movie. Really it. Nothing yeah. else happens, you know? Like so all of these other scenes, like, kind of don't, um, you know, it, it's just the, the same thing over and over again. So it's kind of a, I can see how it would be. It's
1: very one note. I yeah. can see
0: how it would be kind of boring and, like, kind of not fun to pay attention to. I mean, there, there are a
1: couple of scenes that are kind of fun. Like, I, the beginning where, like, he obviously dies is interesting. It's like, oh, that's what's happening there. And yeah. that's kind of, I'm that's kind of the only one that's, like. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm pointing uh Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> mean,
0: you know." Yeah, but, but all the other scenes are like, "Okay." That's well, it. Yeah. There's not a lot you're of You're so a, clever. You there's know? not
1: a lot of actual horror to it besides the end part, which is just kind of like
0: roadie torture porn, which feels like like when on our rewatch, I have to assume it feels like even more like um and, and upsetting also, like, It feels
1: a bit misogynistic yes. in a way because it is just this kind of beautiful woman being tortured
0: well and they go out of their way to like um they
1: demonize her in like weirdly sexual ways exactly
0: they're they're Like like she's
1: stripping down in ways that she doesn't
0: need to be they're they're playing to these um like recognizable social tropes of this is the mean bad vain image obsessed mother but when you read it Yeah, she's a bad like, mommy. Yeah. She's a
1: bad, beautiful mommy. Don't you want to kill her?
0: Yeah. Um so but at the same time, like it also wants her to be an actual bad person in like a re- in like a real way that like it wouldn't I mean, matter. With the you twist know? we
1: can assume this is not her normal She is a completely different person in this moment. And we see her coming out of it at a point, but at that point it's too late.
0: Right, but uh, part of the problem is, like, at that point you don't know what the twist is yet. So she's coming out of it and it seems still, like, menacing and potentially, like, oh, you know, I've seen uh, people who berate and bully their kids and then the next day, like, try and brush it off like nothing happened. I think that's also my
1: thing, though, is, like... Yeah, there are a lot of parents who have very dark moments and make mistakes, but also at that point, like, how do you get your kids to trust you again? How how do you go back to being a good parent again? I guess the answer is you don't fully like they're just gonna not trust you anymore. Well,
0: but also I do think the way that she goes about it,
1: family therapy, <laughs> <laughs> like that's
0: the thing, right? Yeah. Like, okay, the the dad has died, the brother has died, the kid is dad, traumatized. Dad hasn't
1: died. They're separated.
0: Oh, they're they're separated. I they, thought
1: they talked about the separation. They,
0: they they keep like inferring like an accident or something like that has happened. No, no, like,
1: no, she she's said a couple times like since the separation, you know.
0: Well, but that there's a way to read that where it's like she has like
1: separation implies
0: divorce. I suppose, but Typically. like I think there I think there is like another ambiguous read there. Where, I mean,
1: there's also my my inside knowledge is that a good number of people get divorced after they lose a child they just do
0: yeah yeah um
1: which is what i am assuming has happened
0: but th- this kid has family trauma right it's n- and it's not um addressed and she does not want to address it and that parenting style does not work um i think like there are multiple times where like elias doesn't give her an out necessarily, but gives her the opportunity to be straight with him and to be a little bit vulnerable and well, admit fault. And she refuses to do that.
1: That's also the interesting thing, right? Is that Elias, the the live boy, is the good boy. He wants to trust his mother. Right. But then his twin is the one whispering in his ear to not trust her.
0: Right, but I think like when you think about that as one character, right he is the good boy who wants to trust his mom, but has the feeling in the back of his head, I can't trust her because of what she has done to me. And because she won't have like the come to Jesus moment where she's like, well, yes, I should have put you in therapy after your brother died. And yes, I have mistreated you after my operation and I can see how you don't trust me anymore. And we're going to like work on fixing this. I think there were opportunities for her to like save herself, but she dug her heels in and was like, no, I'm your parent. You have to listen to me. And well I
1: guess I guess that's also a point is we don't know what she's tried before, and we don't know what she will try after. Because right. she doesn't have an opportunity to do right. those things because she has died.
0: <laughs> right. Um so, w- What a
1: what a coulda shoulda, you know, whatever.
0: Like it It's just a it's just a tough situation where like you, you like to me, I read this movie and I see like here are two people who Hurt each other in spite of themselves to a degree and make the choice to hurt each other at some point um, when they don't have to. When there, are, there was a way to uh, uh, care for each other in the way that families should that they do not do. Um, and it makes me not like either of them no um it, it and as a result like i had a i have trouble with this movie because like i think some of what it's doing or a lot of what it's doing is done pretty well technically like
1: this is our problem we keep finding these <laughs> family trauma movies and then we want to examine how they can get therapy at the end (laughs) when that is not the point of the movie and not what is going to happen
0: i mean i think we keep looking at it like um
1: we are trying to like armchair psychologize
0: no uh, these characters well ultimately what i'm saying is that this is a movie made by a parent um and it is about this kind of parental anxiety and i want to shake this person and say this is not how you be a good parent like this is not a good way to frame parenting to yourself Um, And if you frame parenting this way, kids are going to look scary and alien and evil to you. And you are going to be afraid of your kids and not know how to communicate and love them the right way.
1: Well, I mean, we we would love to say in hindsight that we all want to be perfect parents. It's just... Not everyone is a perfect parent.
0: As someone who has a a pretty good relationship with, with their parent, but has times where they refuse to admit fault and it drives me fucking insane if they would just do it, I would trust them more. It's uh, we, like, we
1: have it's different like, background perspectives, <laughs> right?
0: So we're bringing this. we're bringing our own baggage into it as well, so that yeah. interacts differently. But like, I watch this movie and I go, "If you would just talk to your kid like a person, this wouldn't have happened." And it happens. So you know uh, that that's kind of my perspective on the movie, and that's my perspective on most like family trauma movies from the perspective of, well, not from the perspective of the parent, but framed where the the kid does something terrible and the the parent also does something terrible, right? It's like, I I always am going to side with the kid a little bit and say, you're not doing parenting well. And this isn't like a tragedy of of, um, how wow, people really want to be good parents, but it's just so hard. It's a tragedy of people not Treating their kids as, as people, for me, that's always going to be like my read on these movies, and it always kind of leaves me in a weird emotional spot as a result. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, like I think we should transition this into like our ratings. I, I did like the movie.
1: It's fine.
0: Like I didn't love it or anything. Uh, it was. I a, think it's.
1: Listen, I'm gonna be bold and say it's mid.
0: It's absolutely mid. Like, I...
1: Critics <laughs> eat this shit up all
0: day. A thousand percent. It's so mid. I think this is the kind of movie where, like, it makes all these kind of gestures at a artsy, fancy thinking movie. But, like, when you really examine it at the end of the day, like, is it really saying anything all that profound? Is it really doing anything that technically amazing? I don't think so. I yeah, think, I like, think,
1: I think Babadook is a better... Mom-be-child depression movie, and I think A Tale of Two Sisters is a better uh, subtitled movie about a, <laughs> a delusional <laughs> sibling twist where you are against your mother.
0: I agree go watch that. that one instead. I agree with that. Watch either of those movies instead of this one. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go to our ratings. Yeah. Let's start off with the spookiness rating. How good were the scares and the tone? What would you give it? Twins are creepy. How about a three? I think the problem that I have is that there aren't really scares in this
1: movie. Not exactly. But I feel like the last scenes are very visceral in a way that's kind of like ugly.
0: There, there's. Part,
1: I, think the, I think the twins are creepy though.
0: There's part of this movie that I love which is just showing kind of this secluded Austrian countryside and people navigating through it. And how that's a little bit scary. I wish there was more of that. Because I love all of the parts of that that they do.
1: I have a movie for you. Oh? Called Hagazooza.
0: <laughs> well, see, I like the vibes in that one. Uh, you
1: can get all the, the Germanic woods you could ever want in that one. <laughs> uh,
0: I will give it, like, a two for spookiness. I thought, like...
1: I'm ramping it back down to a two. I just remembered nothing happens.
0: <laughs> no, nothing happens. I think if a woman in like the head bandages was scarier it might get up to a three she's not that scary no it's just like a woman in head bandages after facial surgery like it's
1: anyone could look like this
0: anyone who gets this kind of surgery looks like that yeah it's not that scary uh next up is the watchability how easy is it to just throw the movie on and have a good time how old would you give it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one. I feel like it's a two. I didn't enjoy the rewatch.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think, like, I'll give it a two. I think some of the vibes are good. I think it looks pretty good. Um, there are other
1: movies that are better. Just watch those.
0: There are other better movies, which I think gives it a two. Um, I don't think it's, like, terrible or anything, but like you said, I think it has, like, negative rewatch if, value. Like, if
1: your movie has, like, this stupid crazy twist at the end that like retroactively ruins the movie instead of makes it more interesting i think that is uh point deduction
0: listen we've all watched fight club um when you do the twist where like that
1: doesn't really ruin the movie for me
0: that's what i'm saying and when... <laughs> i
1: already i already talked about tale of two sisters which is still an excellent movie when... even when you know everything about when it when
0: you when you do one of those um you can't you can't make it so that all of the scenes in your movie leading up to this point are more boring than Double they were entendre. before. entendre, yeah. Can yeah. you
1: believe that? Yeah, I <laughs> you, believe you.
0: You. Got, you gotta, like, do a little bit with each scene. It can't be like, oh, I can immediately in my head go back to every single scene and it's the exact same joke every single time. <laughs>
1: joke! You always say, like, a joke or bit when you just mean, um occurrence
0: it's a thing that it's doing right the 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 play element to it is that uh oh isn't it interesting that in this scene one of these characters isn't really here um not really when that's when that's the same thing repeated over and over and over again in every scene and you immediately can like backlog every scene in your head and realize that Um, And then on rewatch, it just is, like, not interesting. That's a bad way to do that twist. Yeah. Um,
1: It failed for me, yeah.
0: Last is the Vincent Price vamp rating. The campiness and overall performances. Oh, what would you give it? i give
1: it a two for whatever's going on with the mom when she's looking at her boobs in the mirror.
0: I'll give it a two. (laughs) If I put in my summary that a character vamps for a moment which i did then i think it at least deserves a two she could Um, do it more the the performances i think the kids do give something of a performance they're
1: a little bit older kids so they're not like pathetic to watch
0: they didn't draw attention to how bad their performance was which for kid actors means it's above average
1: let's also consider for a moment that they don't do much
0: that's also true (laughs) Uh, and the mom, like, kind of gives a performance, like, there there are definitely scenes, like, the scene of her crying in her room is, like, good. That's a good scene. Uh, but, yeah, it's not really anything. Uh, no, it's... So, two?
1: Overall, more underwhelmed with this on second watch, and was kind of underwhelmed to begin with.
0: Like, if I'm gonna watch a, a depression movie, I need it to give me some kind of emotional catharsis at the end or i need it to really fucking bash my skull in with something exciting um and this movie really didn't do either so uh yeah it just ends up feeling like kind of a uh, there are just better movies than this there's just
1: Watch Hereditary or something i
0: don't know yeah watch watch any of the, these movies about this um i think this one not done particularly well, and not that um, you know, not that many things to like hold on to. It's like, well, at least it had this bit in it, you know,
1: which is funny that they remade it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a cult movie, you see,
1: uh, well, critics
0: I, love it, you see,
1: I love being a contrarian, especially when I actually feel genuinely, and I'm not just
0: a <laughs> you're not just doing it for the bit, yeah, I feel like i I wish I liked this movie more I don't um. I wish it did better to to earn me liking it
1: I want to um, rewatch a tale of two sisters. I do
0: yeah, that's a good one that you know what that's a good one of these
1: That's one of my top movies. It's good yeah
0: uh I've For only real. seen it the one time. I think I do want to rewatch it. We
1: gotta rewatch it. we do let's do it
0: all right, well, I think that's gonna do it. you think so I mean, do you have anything else? no. That's what I thought. (laughs) Alright, Opal, where can everyone find you We have a sack. Holy shit. You fucking ignoramus. Listen, I'm all thrown off. That sounded very harsh. (laughs) I've had a little bit to drink today.
1: Oh, yes, you have.
0: It's my reward for starting my new job.
1: (laughs) You had your little uh, Coca-Cola and whiskey drink. My
0: little post-grocery store reward for being a good boy and doing chores. You deserve it.
1: You know what? I'm going to be bold as to say you deserve it. You know
0: what else I deserve? What? (laughs) (laughs) The movie sack. Bring me the movie sack. I deserve it.
1: You do deserve
0: it. I feel like I deserve it.
1: But what if the sack was never here? What if you've been imagining it the whole time and I just give you the movie in my hand every week?
0: Now, wouldn't that be funny? I don't think so. You know what? I don't actually think so because it's effectively the same. This is the movie sack segment. This is the part of the podcast where, Opal, you put movies into a sack.
1: We have a lot of fun here. I'm going to stop you for a moment. Go ahead. We have a lot of fun here. Do we? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ignore that. (laughs) And the past couple weeks, I've been had.
0: That's a good point. That's a great point. We need to discuss what's been happening to you. So I made the off-end comment. Just like, kind of, you know, not really thinking anything of it at the time. That, hey, we've been doing a lot of mid-2010s movies. It would be nice to do something a little different. And then, of course, we got two mid-2010s movies as my reward for that. And you have been owned. You have been hoisted. You have been... I
1: felt scandalized. But I'm the one who did it.
0: Yes. You you decide what goes in this literal physical sack. I pick a random movie out of the sack.
1: And I took him out. <laughs> Fuck
0: it. I'm not going to be dealing with this anymore. There aren't any more left. Listen, I've always said from the beginning of the movie sack, you can do whatever you want with movie sack. You're, you decide what goes in. You could put one movie in there. And that could be the movie that we watch the next week <laughs> if, if you I, want.
1: What if I just started putting peppermints in there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> A little treat. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I... We feel like the the beauty of the movie sex segment is that it takes away some of the personal responsibility of deciding what movie to watch next week. But
1: then it's my (laughs) personal responsibility. (laughs) But but you
0: found a way to still be mortified about your choices and deeds. I still
1: found a way to be victimized by my own actions (sighs) and no one can make fun of me about it or (laughs) I'll cry.
0: All right, next week we're going to be watching The Mist.
1: All right, fine, fine. This is getting dangerously close, <laughs> but this is a movie that we've never fully watched through, and I want to make you.
0: So this is the 2007 uh, Frank Darabont film. It's a Stephen King adaptation. It's.
1: Uh, well, I'll I'll save should... my feelings for the podcast, but I think it's okay.
0: Should should we save our personal history with this movie for the next podcast? Should that be, like, a tune-in next time if you want to find out what the backstory about this movie is Do we
1: Do we have any?
0: I mean, just, like, what we've alluded to so far.
1: I don't know what you're alluding to.
0: We tried to watch this movie because Opal kind of likes it, and I (laughs) I (laughs) did not like it. I feel like... I really didn't like it. Yeah. And so we turned the movie off because we couldn't deal with it.
1: I don't know if I like it. That's the thing. I, I am like, how do I feel about this?
0: You, you had like a, you had like a whole like reaction to it of like of me not like liking it that much. Where you were like, what's wrong with you?
1: No, I did not. So you are gaslighting so me. So
0: we're gonna watch it. We're gonna see how we feel on rewatch. You're gonna force me to commit to my my feelings.
1: I maybe I'll hate it too. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I just want to see what happens. Maybe
0: I'll like it more on a revisit.
1: The CGI hasn't aged well. This is officially that's
0: one thing for sure. This is officially marked as viewed on my Letterbox, even though I haven't seen the whole thing. How do you feel about that, like so etiquette you're a, wise? You're
1: li- you're a liar. You then. feel
0: like that's lying? Yeah. If you watch like the first like 45 minutes of a movie and turn it off and then rate it two stars on Letterbox, you feel like that's lying? Yeah. Didn't watch a movie. I read letterbox reviews of, like, I turned this off halfway through all the time. Those people are all liars?
1: Yeah. You gotta commit. I feel Before like, you
0: can write a review. I feel like etiquette-wise, that's fine. If you didn't finish a movie, you watched the movie.
1: I don't add movies that I haven't finished. Because I have some.
0: I just mm, don't. There was definitely a period where I had... So I don't think I would do this now. I've definitely taken movies off of my watched where I had previously marked them as watched, and I'm like, I didn't finish that movie. I watched 45 minutes of that on TV one time. I didn't watch that movie. Um,
1: I don't think you know your full feelings until you watch the whole thing.
0: So so I have removed movies from my, from my watch list for that reason in the past, but I think there was definitely a period where I had looser feelings about it. I don't feel like it's lying.
1: If I didn't finish Scanners, I wouldn't have liked it as much.
0: That's true, Sometimes,
1: the ending fucking slaps. And you gotta talk about that. That's
0: a good point. That's a good point. Uh, well... Send send us in your feelings, listeners, if you feel like (laughs) I'm a liar. Are you you a liar? If you want to call me a liar, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at Puppeteer Click on Twitter and Putrid underscore Ibb.
1: I'm going to send you a direct message right now that says Liar. <laughs> Opal, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me and my social media links at opal.card.co. I have Twitter, Tumblr, whatever. And you can find the podcast at ScaryPair on Twitter.
0: Uh, yeah, and I also have another podcast at Level With you Pod on Twitter if you like World of Warcraft. Or, or if you don't. Or if you don't. If you just like uh, two people kind of like playing through a video game and talking about it. Shooting the shit. Yeah. We, we talked for like 20 minutes about Marvel Snap last episode.
1: You're so smart. I don't know if you are or
0: not. I don't know <laughs> okay. <that's>,
1: that was <laughs> that,
0: that seems like an attack on me. That
1: came out very harsh. But I don't know if Marvel Snap is smart.
0: No, if it, that makes sense. No, well, the
1: game in itself,
0: well, listen. I how big
1: brain is that? Well,
0: listen. I kind of like have this disdain for Marvel in general, but also I have this kind of appreciation for novel uh card game mechanics. So it keeps me it keeps me hooked on that basis. Also, I can play it on my phone at work, and there's not a lot of good mobile games for me right now.
1: You should play Tiny Tower. I used to play the shit out of Tiny
0: Tower. <laughs> All right, me, I'll look into it. <laughs>
1: This is like a re- weird, random mobile game thing. but.
0: Well, I'm not downloading Arknights again. I can't go back. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't what do a, it anymore. What
1: about Genshin Impact?
0: Fuck no. That's a joke. <laughs> Fuck no. Renowned mobile game, Genshin Impact.
1: I don't even think you can play that on your phone. Like, technically, it's on the iOS store. I tried but it. But everyone is like,
0: uh, oh, it didn't work. I, I tried it one time. All right. It was really underwhelming.
1: <laughs> <That> <laughs> the kitchen impact, impact experience, <laughs> very <laughs> underwhelming. Thank
0: you. All right, before we piss anybody else off, goodbye, everyone. Good night. <laughs>